Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast with the Astros. Now desperate to make some deals at the trade deadline in the next month. It's the perfect time to welcome back Astros minor league expert, Kenny Van Doren, who co-hosts the Astros Future podcast. But before we talk trade deadline, Kenny, I can't believe John Singleton is back in the fold. And does it say anything about Singleton's comeback? Or is this more that the Astros upper tier farm teams aren't strong at first base? Oh, it's most certainly just a testament to how they needed depth at that first base position. You know, like you said, um, looking at some of those guys that were down in the minor leagues, you had JJ Matajevich, who's had his cup of tea in the major leagues. You have Blyman who they traded for from the Tigers. And we, uh, we eventually have seen him back in the majors this year, jumping back on the 40 man roster. Um, but there just wasn't like a pure, you know, power hitting first baseman prospect in double A or in triple A. I mean, the Astros released Scott Schreiber two days ago, who, was a non-roster invitee for the second straight spring. Things just weren't piecing together for him. A couple of injuries piled up, and he's going to be 28 years old, so nothing was really going in his favor right there. But the power was still there for Scott Schreiber, but it, it's it's a testament to the Astros just needing more depth. And John Singleton has looked pretty good in the minor leagues this year. He got back into the major leagues with the Brewers last month, uh, but through his first two games, I mean, John Singleton has been great. Um, nine total bases, two doubles, one home run. I mean, we're looking at the John Singleton, who was the face of the Astros farm system, you know, a decade ago. That's the guy you're getting. Of course, he's 31 years old now. He's been through a lot, uh, been around the block with different teams. He's been in different leagues now. But it's really just, it's really cool just to see a guy just come full circle back to the Astros. And the Astros really want to lean on him. And if he continues to succeed, I mean, that would be just the best story probably for him. Man, it's hard to believe that guy goes way back to that. Hunter Pence trade, Hunter Pence time. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we specifically talk about the trade deadline, are there any pitchers, Kenny, in Sugarland or Corpus who you see potentially getting called up to maybe help this struggling bullpen? And, you know, it, it's, it's just, I don't know what's going on. It's very much struggling at this point. Most certainly. I, the, the first guy that comes to mind, the first guys can come to mind for everyone is Spencer Argetti who's making his uh, AAA debut here on Wednesday, the day we're recording on. When you look at where the Astros stand compared to 2021's depth, I mean, the, the issues are just piling up more this year. I mean, that 2021 team, they were really lacking you know, pitching depth once Lance McCullers Jr. got hurt. And in that year, Hunter Brown was promoted to AAA during the summer, and it looked like you know this guy could debut the, the following season. It's going to be a little bit different for Spencer Aguetti. He has a better opportunity to debut this year. And Dana Brown unpromptly has mentioned him in interviews before. He's mentioned him to the media at Minute Maid Park. And, I mean, there's an opportunity for him to come up in September for a spot start, even find his way into the bullpen as, you know, long relief depth early on in the postseason if the Astros make it there. I think that's the first guy that you would think of. Um, other guys that are, are down there in AAA right now that possibly could come up this season is the first guy that comes to mind is Joe Record. He's been the closer for the Space Cowboys as of late. He's looked really good doing it. Uh, he is one of the best uh, I believe it's slider or cutter is one of the best in AAA right now. Great movement on it. And it, the the overall numbers don't look all that great with the 373 ERA. He has 30 strikeouts to 14 walks over 31 third innings. Uh, he had one blow-up start to start the year. But if you go through the splits of what he looks like each month in June, he has a 225 ERA. In May, he has a 132 ERA. And in April, he had a 289. So uh, this guy has been really good the last three months. And Joe Record. 
was similar to Seth Martinez. The Astros picked him up in the Rule 5 draft before the 2021 season. And, I mean, he's been a good product in the Astros system. And it's even funnier that I he was put into the Space Cowboys lineup the other day as the DH. And I messaged him. And it was like, it was just a joke. I was like, was it just like an accident? He said, if they need me to hit, I'll hit. And I, I just thought that was funny. Like, that's the guy he is. I mean, if he has an opportunity just to make an impact, anything that they need him to do, he's there. Uh, but those are the two guys that come to mind. Of course, if Forrest Whitley's healthy by the end of the summer, that's another guy that the Astros have mentioned. Dana Brown has mentioned. And Jaden Murray, who's also on the injured list right now, another guy that the Astros have mentioned. Other guys like Mizial Tamarez, Yaro Solis, who've had their ups and downs this season, have also spent time on the injured list. Those are two guys that are you know going to make some big strides by the end of the summer, just you know push the Astros' hand if they need them. But that's where the depth kind of looks like right now. You talk about pitching, but we've seen rookies make an impact this year with Jokes and Yonner on the hitting side, for sure. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of curious, is there a space cowboy or a hook that you could bring up to make an impact as a hitter? It feels like the spots are really outfield and first base, obviously. And I think the first thing that comes to mind is just looking at the lefty options. I know guys like Shea Whitcomb has really turned around his season. He's looking like the 2021 Shea Whitcomb that was found himself in the top 30 prospects for the Astros. Of course, he kind of struggled last season, but he's a righty. He's in that category with Greg Kessinger, David Hensley, guys who can play multitude positions in the infield and hit well righty. They can hit for average. So I wouldn't say that he's someone that could make his debut this season. Of course, Pedro Leon is another guy that comes to mind in that category. He could play some outfield and second base. Um, but someone in double A right now is Joey Loperfito. I know everyone knows Joey Loperfito. Everyone's excited about it. Power hitting lefty, has above average speed on the base paths. He can play first base, second base, and center field. And he once said, on a podcast that if you can hit in the Texas league, you can hit in the major leagues. And that's why you're starting to see a lot more guys jump from double A into the majors. And Joey's 24 years old now. He was a draft pick in 2021 out of Duke, seventh rounder. He made a quick rise into double A this year after only eight games with Asheville. Right now he's hitting 297 with a 971 OPS. The guy has been on a tear um, strikeouts. He's striking out at least once per game, but he also has 35 walks. I mean, 40 RBI in 50 games, um, 12 home runs, 11 doubles. He's almost looking like how Justin Dearden did last season, just maybe a couple ticks down from what we saw from him. But overall, that might be the first guy that comes to mind, and he could be a guy that just totally jumps AAA. I mean, there's not a real spot in him for AAA right now to get consistent playing time, and we're seeing guys jump AAA more often. The Angels are doing it a lot with Zach Nito, and that's definitely the first guy who comes to mind. Yeah, and one of the things that Dana Brown has said, uh, and he said this, as early as spring training, he's not afraid to move guys along, Kenny, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit quickly, which wasn't always the, the Astros philosophy over the years. Most certainly. And I mean, the first guy that comes to mind that jumped triple A was, you know, Jose Altuve. I mean, Jose Altuve never played in triple A until he was on rehab assignments, but that was, you know, two GMs ago. I mean, it was a while ago and you didn't really see that much with Jeff Luno. You didn't see it that much with James Click, but um, as you said, he, he's he's a scout at heart, and you know he's not he's not afraid to push these guys. And I know he like you know tried to test Drew Gilbert and seeing that he could be the center fielder this season by the end of the year. Of course, you know he's Drew Gilbert has battled some elbow discomfort that really didn't let him play in the outfield, and he has been struggling at the plate. But he's starting to piece stuff back together as he gets more time back out there in the outfield too. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Gilbert really finds like a big stride of success going into the end of the summer that could push him into AAA. 
And I don't know if he'll debut this season. It kind of seems like a hard task, especially with who the Astros are deploying out there right now. I bet it's still on the, on the agenda, maybe, just to see if they can get him up there. Yeah, for sure. And just a reminder to everybody out there watching and listening, jump in the comments. We want to hear from you on YouTube. You can also subscribe, of course, to our regular show. We've been around for a decade now. And let's get to the trade deadline, Kenny, because my biggest question going into this trade deadline is who do the Astros have in their system who could be good bait in a trade deadline type of deal that the organization could afford to give up with what they've got at the major league level? We heard Dana Brown talk about this morning on Sports Talk 790 that no one is you know, protected. I mean, anyone can be moved. Anyone can be traded for someone else. But you don't always want to trade your top prospects just for a rental. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, the Astros unloaded for Zach Greinke in 2019. None of those prospects panned out. Nothing really came from those guys for the Diamondbacks. But, I mean, you don't want to move Drew Gilbert. I mean, he's your first-round pick last year. And, I mean, he's shown great flashes of that he could be your center fielder of the future. But looking at some of these other guys that could be great, you know, easy trade bait, one of the first guys that comes to mind just down in AAA is uh, Quincy Hamilton. I mean, Quincy Hamilton jumped into AAA earlier this month, uh, but he's an 823 OPS on the year. He's batting 261. Um, good lefty swing. Um, that OPS right now in Sugarland through 15 games is 865. He has six home runs already. That's how many he had in Double A, of course, you know, he's playing in some of those games with pretty high elevation, getting some boosts there. But with the abundance of left-handed hitting bats coming up in the Astros system right behind him, it, it, maybe that's what's really going to entice teams. Maybe like in the Astros pushing him out, there's like we have this good left-handed hitting bat. We probably don't have much space for him with other guys coming up behind him. And Quincy could be a really good bat for anybody. I mean, he could be a good bat for the Astros someday, but that's the first guy who comes to mind, just given the abundance of lefties in the system. Another guy out there, people might not like this one, but Pedro Leon um, is one of the first names that comes to mind. Of course, he did sign a big signing bonus. I think it was roughly $4 million, something in that range back in 2021 during the international signing period. And of course, he's really, you know, Getting back offensively, really putting together numbers that everyone expected right off the bat. 833 OPS right now this season, but 82 strikeouts in 63 games. He just really needs to cut that down if he wants to make it into the major leagues. Shortstop's out of the picture for him, but he's playing some more second base. And it's not the best position for him, but I mean, the outfield is is where the future is for Pedro Leon. But uh, teams could be going after Pedro Leon too. Last guy that comes to mind is possibly Corey Lee. Another catcher might be floated around these trade talks. Yadier Diaz looks like the catcher of the future. And I mean, they haven't brought up Corey Lee this season just because they want to get him consistent playing time. And Corey Lee's changed the way he's, he's catching. I mean, the guy looks like a totally different batter this season. Of course, 762 OPS, but he's hitting for average. I mean, 293 at the plate this year, hitting things more in a line, just getting the ball down in the outfield rather than just trying to hit for power all the time. And Corey Lee, he's looked great behind the plate. He was one of the rated, one of the best defensive catchers in AAA. But I mean, he's another name that could possibly be floated at the deadline. You think Corey Lee and Pedro Leon have as good a value or as well thought of outside of the Astros system as they are inside? Because, you know, they haven't exactly tore it up offensively in their minor league experience at this point. Yeah, I, I think that a guy like Corey Lee could start on multiple major league teams. I, I, I don't think that's anything outrageous to say. Um, you can look at teams that are rebuilding right now that might have a reliever or an, you know a starting pitcher that they're 
willing to trade. And Corey Lee could definitely be a starter. I mean, he could be a starter for the Astros if Martin Malnado wasn't on this team. I feel like it would be Corey Lee again or Diaz. I mean, if there's no one else in the system you'd go to besides those two guys. Dana Brown said at the beginning of the season, we see him as a real prospect. We see him as a starter of the future. That's why we're not just going to bring him up and just let him rot on the bench and just not get to see consistent playing time. But that, that, that's the guy that I think just has so many pluses defensively that you know it doesn't matter that he's not a way above average hitter. I mean, he's about average compared to other guys in the PCL that are tearing the cover off the ball. But for a guy like Pedro Leon, though, it just really depends. I mean, the strikeouts are just so concerning with 82 through 63 games, and that's really just been a thorn in his game offensively the last three years. 92 strikeouts in 72 games in 2021, 145 strikeouts in 115 games last year. He stayed really healthy this season. I think he maybe missed a couple games in a very small stretch. But, I mean, 15 doubles, 11 home runs, two triples. He's just looked a lot better in the last couple months, too. I mean, I'll look at his splits right now. Um, in, in June, right in this month, I mean, he has a 1101 OPS. I mean, the guy's really turning around this this month. I mean, he could honestly be the Astros minor league player of the month, which is the strikeouts need to drop. He has 21 in 17 games. So that that's just the, the real turning point. If they're trying to sell him at the deadline, trying to get that pitcher, um, that's the one thing they're going to have to, I guess, try to improve. Anybody besides Drew Gilbert, you just flat out, I'm refusing to give this guy up in a trade deadline because we know Luno had – Tucker and Whitley that he said were untouchable. There's a couple of guys. I had this conversation with Jimmy Price, um, who's Astros future. He's the host of the podcast I'm on. And um, Jimmy was like, I'm going to give you three people that you can protect if you're the GM. He's like, these guys are untouchable. But we we minus out Drew Gilbert because we just felt like that was the guy that you don't really want to move because you see him as a starting center fielder of the future. Other guys that really just came to mind were Spencer Argetti. Just there isn't much top tier pitching depth at the, you know, in the farm right now at the top. And so that was a guy who was like, the Astros need Spencer Getty. There's no no reason to move him. If you need depth in September, that's the guy you're probably going to look to. So I put Spencer Getty in that in that category. The next guy that came to mind was Ryan Clifford. I mean, Ryan Clifford has been tearing the cover off the ball this month in Asheville. He's another guy that could be pushing for minor league player of the month, and everything's been working well for him. And he's playing first base, a lot of the outfield too, and he's still so young. I mean, he's in the 19 to 20-year-old range in his first full season of minor league baseball, and he's in high A, and he's exceeding. I mean, as an 11th rounder, the Astros really put a lot of money in. It went after because they wanted this guy and pulled him away from Vanderbilt. He's doing awesome things there. And last guy that comes to mind is Joey Loperfito. I mean, a guy that's 24 years old, of course, he is in double A. Everything's going so well for him, and he's a, just a left-handed bat. I, I just don't like trading him. I don't think it's Smart to trade a left-handed bat that can give you depth at first base, second, and in the outfield. I mean, Joey could be on this team next year. I mean, I've said it that he could even be a guy to be called up in September. And I, I like the the ceiling for Joey Leprefito, just everything he does. And th- those would be my three guys. Is there one or two guys that we haven't mentioned yet in the Astros system that you're rethinking their potential after what you've seen from this year? The first guy that comes to mind is Zach Dezenzo. I mean, the guy has been a monster uh, leads all full season minor leaguers in batting average. Like over the last two months, he's batting 368 right now with a thousand OPS on the season. Um, he got promoted to the hooks this past uh, this past month, and he's batting 306 with an 856 OPS in 20 games. Only has seven extra base hits, but those are five doubles and a triple and a home run. I mean, the guy is just monster. I mean, he just 
if you put maybe just a little bit, probably more launch angle on those, some of those hits, they would just be huge home runs. The guy just has so much exit velocity behind him. He's a top 10 prospect in the system, and he was drafted in the 12th round last year. I mean, that was an absolute steal for the Astros. 23 years old out of Ohio, Ohio State, and he's going to give you depth at third, second, and first base. And the, the future is probably for him right now is at third base drafted as a shortstop and that's what the Astros do they draft a bunch of center fielders and shortstops they start plugging him in at different positions I mean Desenzo has played multiple positions in high school summer ball the draft league and third base is what where he's going to be right now but that was a guy who really just really turned up I mean I just thought he was kind of like an average hitter last year in his first 20s to 30 games in Fayetteville and he's really just become another another player another guy that just really stood out to me for the hooks is um, Kennedy Corona who was a big, he made a big jump there to double A to start the season. And he's kind of turned it around these last couple of months. He was struggling through his first couple weeks in double A, but everything's a little kind of piecing it together a little bit more. Of course, he came over in the Jake Marisnik trade there in 2020. The OPS on the month is 896, and it looks good. I mean, he's 23 years old. He's batting right-handed, and he's another right-handed hitting outfielder for the hooks. I mean, Zach Daniels also looking good. I mean, th- those are just the three guys that really come to mind. I know we were talking a lot about double-A and triple-A, but those are the first three guys that really come to mind for me. I've looked at the Space Cowboy stats this year. Not much to get excited about. Are we finally seeing the effect of losing those draft picks a couple of years ago that the the the, de- the depth or the quality, at least in triple-A, just isn't there? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, the... I look and just think about the 2020 draft. Um, I think Shea Whitcomb is the only guy from that draft currently in AAA. You know, there was only a couple picks there for the Astros, but losing that first round and second round in 2020 and 2021, those are four guys that should be in AAA for the Astros right now. And that's where you could be leaning on the depth for this year. Those are, those would have been four guys. I mean, probably wouldn't have been high schoolers. We don't know. They could have been high schoolers. So we probably wouldn't be thinking of them in AAA right now, but those were, those would have been four guys to make up on that uh, Space Cowboys roster. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the things that, you know, we never quite gave James Click a lot of credit for, you probably did, but a lot of fans didn't, was he was making some little minor moves that turned out to be major moves. And the biggest one that I think of is, you know, Phil Maton and Yonder Diaz for Miles mm-hmm. Straw. And everybody just kind of forgot about Yonder Diaz for a while. But I remember talking with Jimmy at the time and, you know, he said, well, that's, he's, he might be the best guy in in that trade and keep, keep an eye out on that guy. Definitely. And I had a a buddy I went to high school with who was pitching in the guardians organization when Yiner was there. And he was like, I mean, this guy just wants to be better every day. And he just could, could not stop talking so highly of Yiner Diaz when I was when he was first traded to the Astros, like we're gonna miss him. I mean, the guy was just so personable with all the pitchers. He wanted to just know how to how to catch them, how to catch everyone so differently. And it's just not even just the bat. I mean, he has had his struggles defensively. He's had his pluses defensively. I mean, he's throwing out runners. Sometimes these relievers that aren't as familiar with him, they might struggle a little bit. But everything's been going well for Yanner Diaz with the more consistent playing time and absolute steal. I mean, how do you get a top? 100 draft pick for for miles straw or not top 100 draft pick top 100 prospect for miles straw i mean a guy who got to play in the futures game and then now is making a run at i mean at, at um rookie of the year for how well he's playing this month he's not going to win rookie of the year but overall just been really just excited just to see what yiner diaz has done if i remember right there was a, a pitcher in either the mancini trade or christian javier 
that uh, Jimmy was really excited about. It was either Jimmy or you. Do, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Chase McDermott. Uh, I've I talked about him a couple times last couple of days, just in chats. And I, I we we had Chase McDermott on the podcast probably a couple months before he got traded, and it was going to be it was him and Spencer Agetti just going back and forth. Who was the strikeout leader with the Taurus that season? And they both just looked so strong. I mean, it looked like a tandem, just a nice right-handed pitching tandem of the future. And scouts were so excited for Chase McDermott, fourth-round pick in 2021, and everything was clicking for him. He had 160 strikeouts last season in 103 innings. I mean, that's absurd for a guy in his first full season. It's a 13.89 K9. Um, he's in Double A right now for Baltimore, and he's tearing it up still. The 2.90 ERA and 77 Ks in 59 innings. Uh, the guy has been unstoppable. Kind of sucked, you know, that you had that those two guys, but I mean, it was great value in Chase McDermott, and it brought in a first baseman, left fielder, DH that the Astros needed. And wasn't there a really good pitcher from Tampa that the Astros got in that deal? Yeah, I mentioned him a little bit earlier about possible guys who could come up at the end of the season, and that's Jaden Murray. Um, oh, that, Jaden looked, that was him. Okay, okay. That was Jaden. He looked good in spring training, um, got roughed up his first couple starts with AAA Sugarland, and he's on the injured list now. It shouldn't be that long. I, I forgot the exact uh, prognosis on the injury, but another guy that could be depth for the Astros sooner or later. Well, tell everybody what's going on over at Astros, Astros Future and all the other stuff that you, you're doing. I know you're pretty busy. Yeah, um, I'm writing actually about uh, Cardinals prospects now. It's my my real job. Um, so I'm on working at Bally Sports too. But uh, with Astros Future, though, uh, we got some cool uh, profiles up right now. Most recently, Jimmy had one on Zach DeZenzo, who's very well-spoken. Uh, he gave some really good in-depth answers about how he's playing well and you know what's going right for him. Uh, I wrote one about Ryan Robleski, who's a catcher in the Astros system in high A Asheville. Very, very good guy, just all around team player. And um, he has some fun rules that he follows uh, with his teammates. It's the first one is always try your best. And the second one is hit it. Don't hit it at people. And that's just kind of the sense of humor, humor he has. So that, that was a fun story to write. Um, recording here on a Wednesday, and I'm actually going down to Sugarland uh, right after this. And I'm going to talk with Shea Whitcomb um, just about how he's really turned around his career after kind of struggling a little bit last season and um, kind of getting back to those 2021 numbers. Um, so there's a lot going on there. And of course, Jimmy is in Asheville. He's going to be in Fayetteville in a couple of days. So he's going to bring you any coverage you need from the high A and single A players. I don't know what it is, but Shea Whitcomb just sounds like a major league baseball player name, doesn't it? Oh yeah. It's, that's, that's a baseball name. I mean, when Shea Whitcomb was born, they, they had to make sure he was going to make it to the pros. Well, thank you so much, Kenny. We always love having you on the show. Give Jimmy our best. We miss him. I know he's on vacation. He's out in North Carolina writing stuff or working on writing some stuff too, isn't he? Correct, yeah. All right, sounds great, man. Thanks a bunch. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.